is the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. The podcast for financial advisors who want to create a thriving, successful, and scalable practice. Each week, we'll uncover the ways that you can improve your referrals, your team, your marketing, and your business operations, helping you to level up your advising practice, bring in more assets, and create the advising practice that you've dreamed of. You'll be joined by your hosts, Brian Sweet, who has more than half a billion dollars in assets under management, Brittany Anderson, the driving force for advisors looking to hire, improve their operations and company culture, and Dre Redfern, who can help you systematize and automate your practice's marketing to effortlessly attract new clients. So, what do you say? Let's jump into another amazing episode of The Ultimate Advisor Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. This is Brittany Anderson here with Dre Redfern and Brian Sweet. And we are so excited to round out the 12th tip in top characteristics of top advisors. So today we want to talk on how a top advisor, a successful advisor, is never fully satisfied with the status quo. Now, what that means is that they are always looking to do more and to do better for clients, for their team, and for their business overall. Now, I thought that the great person to kick this off is the man who was, uh, let's just say, born with the blessing and the curse of never being quite satisfied, of never sticking to that status quo. So Brian, I would love to toss this one over to you and have you kick us off. Well, I would agree. Depending on who you talk to, it uh, definitely is either a blessing or a curse. So I think my wife thinks it's a curse. Uh, not being satisfied, but I would tell you, uh, I really believe it's a, it's a blessing. So I think one of the interesting things is if you're never satisfied, it really, you know, forces you to always be in the lookout for how to make things faster, better, easier. Or if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard us talk about this ELF concept, which is easy, lucrative, and fun. And so being one who never wanted to be complacent, even at this stage in my career, you know, I really want to change the way that I was focusing my attention because I'm also, in addition to running the business, I've got these other business ventures. So it's just been a one of those things where you really need to be clear on your vision and where you want to be. And there was an interesting comment that I heard a while ago, and it's kind of one of my favorite sayings, and it goes like this, hell on earth would be to meet the man you could have been. And so if you think about that, you know, there's so many things that we all know in our business that we could be doing better, that we're not addressing. And when you're not getting better or moving things forward, what you're really doing is letting yourself, your team, and literally your clients down. And if you do that long enough, actually your clients are susceptible to looking other places and and maybe leave you at some point. So I think just getting in the habit of never accepting that status quo and getting comfortable with the lifestyle that we have is a really good thing. 
You know, I think it's interesting, Brian. I know you joked about, you know, your wife maybe getting frustrated with that constant chase. But here's the thing that I want to I want to point out here is that not being satisfied with the status quo, not being complacent in 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 life in general, and not being complacent and not moving towards a vision. It's not about being in a negative state of mind. That's not what it is at all. It's just an understanding that if you're not growing, you're dying, and that applies to not only your business but as you as an individual. Think about as a total one-off spin. Think about retirement. And a lot of our audience members, you deal with people, you coach people in retirement or leading up to retirement. Now, what happens statistically speaking when people don't have something to strive for anymore? Well, they start dying. Their body starts shutting down. Their brain starts shutting down. All of these things start happening. So it's the same thing in business. And that's why this is a characteristic of a top advisor. They're they're never going to just be happy with, oh, all right, well, I've made it. I can just kick my feet up on the desk now and I don't have to do anything. That's not the case. Now, something else that I want to tie this back to, because we also talked about how this applies to how you treat your team. Now, we have a a couple tools, one in particular from Strategic Coach, where we, anytime we have a new experience, if it's an event we're putting on, if it's a prospect appointment, even when it's just going through our initial process of onboarding a client, we, we use a tool called the Experience Transformer. Again, this is from Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. But what we're looking at is even if an experience went exceptionally well, we come from the perspective of saying, how could it be even better? How could that experience knock their socks off last time in a whole new way? How could our team deliver on an even better basis? So that's where this mentality has become essential in training and coaching up your team, getting them to level up their game as well, and just encouraging that as an overall culture. And I think, Brian, you've done such a great job of that at Sweet Financial that it's just become second nature to say, okay, what could we do next time that's going to make that even better? I mean, I think about even down to little gifting strategies with the packaging, the presentation, the how we present it to our clients. We are constantly looking at how we can tweak that. So it's, it's, it spills over into every single aspect of your business. And I think that is important to understand that it's oftentimes the little tweaks that make a really, really big difference. Now, because I can't help spinning this into the team aspect even further, another great way for our audience members to to actually take this and implement it immediately is if you have off-site or just quarterly meetings or retreats with your team members. If you don't do it, I highly encourage you to. But when you have those quarterly meetings with your team members, Don't have it be all about the business. Your team members need to feel like they are more than just a pawn in your game, a pawn in your game to achieve some proverbial level of success. So what we've done at Sweet Financial is we have incorporated personal activities, things that help them understand, hey, here's my why. And they have, they have ground, they have a safe space to be able to share things that motivate them. And it doesn't always tie back to the business, but it impacts the business. 
So just taking that little bit of time to show your team members, hey, you are important. You as a human being matter to me. And what matters to you matters to me as an employer. That is how you can create that overall culture, that overall climate in your office of never accepting the status quo. Because what happens when you start treating your team members like the amazing, beautiful individuals that they are, they're going to start replicating that experience onto your clients. They're going to start treating your clients in an even better manner. And it's going to happen inherently. It's going to happen without effort, which makes it feel even more sincere on the client's end because they are feeling the same way that your team is feeling because they're being treated in, in the utmost way like they're actually human beings that have their own personal motivation and why, and you're hearing that. They're going to be able to turn around and replicate that. So if that's one small tweak that you could take from today is replicate this onto your team, create that environment for them to have a safe space to share who they are, what their hopes, what their dreams are for the future, it is going to impact your business tenfold. I, I, I just, I see that happening so frequently. Anytime anybody actually implements this little tiny tweak in process, it makes a big impact. So Dre, I want to bring you into this conversation because I've been going on about teams for a while now. And I think that you have an interesting perspective in how marketing, in how automations can actually help you achieve this never ending or never uh, accepting of the status quo. So I'd love to have you jump in on this. Thanks, Brittany. So, you know, there's a quote by Daniel Gilbert that he says, human beings are works in progress that mistakenly think that they're finished. And it's this idea where individuals think that I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I've grown to the max that I'm going to grow to, or, you know, I've achieved all that I, I can or probably would achieve. But if you were to look back 10 years ago, most likely you are a dramatically, a drastic, you know, different person than you were then. You've grown more, you've become more, you've done more, you've achieved more, all of these sorts of things. And that's incredibly important because we've talked about before, it's really important to become comfortable being uncomfortable. All of that, you know, uncomfortability is sort of associated with growth. And there's actually a really interesting story sort of around that, around being never satisfied with the status quo. And one of that is, you know, if, if you want to grow and you want to do more, becoming, you know, never satisfied with the status quo is an important sort of way to go about doing that. But the interesting thing is, as many people find that it's an interesting idea, the, the you know, status quo and how to improve that. But there's not always the commitment. There's a, there's a quote by a guy named John Asraf, who's a top business coach and online marketer and all of these sorts of things, where he talks about the idea of this... Well, his mentor originally you know, proposed the idea of interest versus commitment. And while well, I'm interested in doing this and I'm interested in doing that, I'm interested in doing the other thing, but what are you really committed to? Because what, whatever you're really committed to is what you actually will follow through on because it's a commitment. You've made that decision versus an interest. And for Brian and Brittany and myself, we can all say that we are all committed to never being satisfied with the status quo. And that's masterminds and that's coaching and that's all sorts of other groups and things that we, that we do and are a part of. But I want to take that to a sort of a, a different slant on things because in my mind, I think that in order to consistently elevate and consistently push through a lot of the obstacles is that in order to be a maximalist, you need to be a minimalist. 
So in order to maximize your potential, in order to maximize your results, you need to be you know minimally specific or like narrow your focus on what it is that you're doing. One of the things that I talk a lot about are singular actions. And so an example of a singular action is, you know, something you could do once and it's like a dividend and will keep having rewards being reaped for you time and time again in perpetuity into the future. And so that could be a singular action could be a really great website. It could be a wonderful client onboarding process that once your team is trained up on it and once they know how to do it and facilitate it, that that process can run without really, you know, having to have too much oversight or management, really anything in your life or business they can continue to reap rewards. And so automation is a perfect example of that, of never being satisfied with the status quo. So as an example, we have all sorts of automations that we build out for ourselves and our clients. But at the end of the day, those things are always, you know, it's a, one, it's a singular action, it's a build out, but we always look at it through a lens of how could this be better? And how could it be better because we're not satisfied with status quo? How could it be better in a sense of elevating the client experience or how could it be better, you know, deepening the relationship or creating more rapport or inducing more reciprocity and then really having that lens of what singular action can I do to consistently elevate everything in my life and business. And you don't need to do it all. Remember, you don't want to be a maximalist. You want to be a minimalist as far as what the things you can, what, what are the things you can really move the needle on that your existing clients will just app, just rave about you even more than they already do, or your existing prospects, it will con, you know, convert them into you know, clients significantly faster because that's the lens you want to have all of those things through. And you want to make that commitment to doing that in your business and not just an interest. Because if it's just an interest, you're going to listen to this podcast. You're going to say, oh, that, that Brian guy and that Brittany gal and that Dre guy, they shared some really interesting stuff and it's interesting, but I'm not going to go implement it. We want this to be a commitment. We want to round out this 12-week series with the idea that you're going to commit to several of the things that we've talked about during this 12-week series to really help you inside of your business to level it up on all fronts so that you are running a practice that's efficient, where your prospects are, can't wait to start working with you, where your clients love to talk about you and rave about you and they love their annual reviews and that your team supports you as the principal or as one of the advisors in your mission to grow the business. So all of that being said, we, each of us wholeheartedly believe, and I think this was a great way to end this series out, that you, know, you should never be satisfied with the status quo. And you should always look for ways, whether it's a singular action or not, to increase your business, to help your team, to help your prospects and clients, and really elevate everyone else around you. So, Brittany, there's a lot there that I probably, uh, I, we, we could probably take in and unpack, but uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, Dre, actually, when you were talking, I thought of this analogy that I heard recently. You know, they say that the most accidents, like very bad car accidents happen within a mile of your home. So there's this whole thought process that a lot of times the reason for that when people actually get injured is because they're comfortable. They're close to their happy place. They're close to that safe zone. So they don't wear their seatbelt right? So that's actually what's happening there is that people don't wear their seatbelt because they're so close to home. I'm a mile away. I'm two miles away. Well, I think that the same thing can be applied to business is if you get too comfortable, you get too comfortable and you're just nearing that, that final destination, that great point that you've been striving for, that that's actually when things can blow up. 
So that is the whole core point, I think, to this conversation is that when you are not going to accept the status quo, when you are always going to look to improve the way that you serve your clients, improve the way that you treat your team, improve the way that you are a business owner and all and how you act and make decisions, it's just constantly pushing you outside of that comfort zone and making you as an individual get even better. So I just thought of that analogy. I thought it was just, it kind of hit home for me. So I thought I'd share. It's a good one because one of my accidents that I was in was uh, about a mile and a half from my house. So I, uh, I know very, I know very closely what you're, what you're referencing. (laughs) See, it's a real life example. (laughs) (laughs) So before I round us out and give a few takeaways from the day, Brian, Dre, any final tidbits that you want to share? My only thing is not really to add anything, but just the uh, exuberance for which you and Dre talked on this today just shows the magnitude of, of the commentary that you had and why, you know, not letting the status quo take over your life is so important. So uh, kudos to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's that energy that just keeps us going. <laughs> It is. You know, it's one of those things of just loving the idea of growth. And that the quote you had earlier, uh, mentioned earlier, Brian, about being the hell on earth would be meeting the man that you, that you could have been. I actually have that on a gallery wrap in the front of our office because that, that quote, it means so much. And I think that, you know, I, the idea of, uh, of never being satisfied with the status quo is definitely a really good takeaway for our listeners to, to garner from this episode for sure. Yeah, I read that every single morning. So I never do something opposite of that. I love it. I love it. Love it. So let's round out and give our audience members a few key takeaways. Number one, Brian mentioned this earlier, get a vision, have a vision to aim for, and just understand that it's not something that's finite. It is not something in the future that is like a brick wall that you're going to hit and be done. It is always moving. It's always adjusting, just like you're continuing to grow as an individual. The second takeaway, again, a small change, big impact, is implement the personal element with your teams. You will see an immediate, immediate change in the culture in your office if you have not done this. If you are already doing some aspect of it, just add more to it. Throw more time at that and and allow them time to, again, be the humans that they were born and put on this beautiful earth to be. And then finally, as Dre was talking about deciding what you are really committed to versus what you are just interested in. I think that this question alone and posing that in every decision that you make is going to actually help you say no a heck of a lot more to the things that are maybe not as powerful and impactful for your business. So to go hand in hand with that, once you've made that commitment of this is what I'm committed to versus this is what I'm just interested in, then take one singular action to move you towards that bigger picture. So that rounds out this episode, the final in our 12-week series of the top characteristics of top advisors. We will catch you right back here next week on the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. Hey, Brittany here. We hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. To access the key takeaways, the show notes, and any deliverables, go to ultimateadvisorpodcast.com. 
And while you're there, check out the Ultimate Advisor Mastermind. If you want to learn ways to maximize your income, your impact, and your legacy through an automated practice, a self-managing team, and a killer culture that clients can't stay away from. We look forward to seeing you back here in next week's episode.